0: Hi everyone, Demetrius McCray here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. And Zyglak attacked Zyglak and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had all been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices, and they wept until they didn't have any more power to weep. Have you ever had a season like that? Where you cried so much that you ran out of tears? Come on, that's real talk right there. And the Bible said, "And David's two wives, Ahinoam and the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. Watch this now. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man." for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself Whew. in the Lord his God. God's releasing strength over every person that will receive it right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then David said to Abathar the priest, to son, please bring me the ephod here, bring it here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. He said, it's time to pray so David inquired of the Lord saying shall I pursue the troop shall I overtake him and God answered him and said pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail and without fail somebody say without fail oh if you believe God is able somebody just give him a praise right now without fail recover all jump down to verse 16 and when he had brought him down there they were spread out all over the land this is the Amalekites eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and the land of Judah then David attacked them from twilight in the evening until the next day not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled so David recovered some most Apart, how much did he recover? Anybody ready to recover all? Come on, all that the enemy's trying to steal from you. All that the enemy, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in you. How many of you are ready to recover all that the enemy's tried to carry away? And nothing of theirs was lacking. Just tell your neighbor, say nothing will be lacking come on, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, David recovered all. (laughs) Then David took all the flocks and the herds they had driven before the other livestock, meaning that David took away from the Amalekites not only what he lost, but he got more back than what he lost. He took the other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. Spoil means beyond what he should have gotten back. So I'm going to let you tell everybody in your neighborhood the title of this message. Tell your neighbor, say, I want it all back. But then say, and then some. And then some. I don't want to just get back to where I was. I want to go where I've never been. I want to possess what I've never possessed i want to have what i never had anybody ready to go into the enemy's camp and take back your joy your family your children slip up your hands father we want it all back and then some and we declare that we are stepping into a season of radical recovery Lord, we declare that we will have the spoil, that the enemy will rue the day that he ever touched anybody in this house, that the enemy will rue the day that the church was ever shut down in America. I declare that the church is not just stumbling back, the church is roaring back, hallelujah. We're roaring back in revival and radical restoration. We give you praise now if you love the Lord clap your hands and give him a shout if you want to recover all before you sit down tell everybody in your neighborhood say and then some and then some and then some i don't just want everything back the enemy stole from me i want more than what i lost i want to make the devil pay how many of you want to make hell pay in the next season i really do now precious i really believe that god has given me a word a download specifically for you today so i can only say this he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit of god is saying how many of you believe that whoever is preaching and teaching whoever is your leader and your pastor ought to be able to hear the lord for what you need in the next season i believe That God has spoken to me. Now, I want to share with you several points from this, and I'm just going to try to put all this in your spirit. You by live stream, you who are tuning in live, the campuses, we love you so much. Get ready for what God's going to say. Number one, the Bible says that the Amalekites surprised the city when it was left unguarded. Now, I want you to understand this. How many of you know that when you got saved, you not only got peace, you got war? I got, I got a few people. How many of you understand that when you got saved, that not only did you get the Prince of Peace, you got just an absolute bullseye on your back from the enemy when you got saved. Not only did you get peace, you got war. And in the beginning of this chapter, we find God's favor, David, God's anointed David, God's man of faith and power David, is enduring the most impossible season that he's ever had in his life. He and his mighty men were away from their military base of operation when the Ziglag, when in Ziglag, when the Amalekites came in and took their possessions, stole their family, stole the children. Come on. How many of you know the devil wants your children? How many of you know the devil wants your family? The Bible says that they stole it. The Amalekites stole it. And if you look at the word Ziglag, because that's where their military base of operations was, the word Ziglag means winding and wandering. Have you ever had seasons in your life where it seemed like you were winding and wondering? Wondering, why am I facing what I'm facing? Why am I enduring what I'm enduring? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I having to contend with this attack from the enemy? There are seasons when it seems like we are in seasons of winding and wondering. I don't care how saved you are. There are times when you will say, Lord, what? is going on and what are you doing? And the Bible says that when David and his men were gone the city was left unguarded and the enemy the Amalekites came and wreaked havoc and it was because there was no guard in the city the enemy had a cakewalk now I want to tell you something today anything you leave unguarded the enemy is going to come after it he's going to come after your children he's going to come after your joy he's going to come after your peace that's how the devil works anything you leave unguarded he'll come after it because it's an open invitation you're basically saying to him you can have it if you're not going to guard it because don't get it bent your misery is his policy he wants everything that God has given you and he will take anything you leave unguarded. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 says this, so be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Be on your guard. Anything we leave unguarded is an invitation to the enemy. So I've come today to tell you, guard your life. Guard your family. Guard your virtues oh come on in a world of compromise guard your virtue in fact the bible declares in proverbs that we should guard our hearts married folk guard your marriage i said guard your marriage single people guard your virtue guard your children i've made up in my mind even though my two of the three of my children are grown i'm letting the devil know you can't have not one of my children You can't have my marriage. Do you think you could come to my house? Come on now and just walk right in and take whatever you want. I will pray for you. Come on, after I shoot you. Can I get a witness in here? Oh, that's too much for religious folk. I'll lay hands on y'all ain't saying nothing. How many of y'all feel just that way? You come in to mess with my children? You come in to harm my daughters? Man, I'll take care of you and the horse you rode in on. Where is the church that will rise up and say, devil, you're not walking in my house and taking what God has given to me? Guard your family. The attack did not materialize and manifest in fullness until Ziklag said, it's unguarded, I can take it now. David left his precious possessions and his precious family unguarded and the enemy came and the enemy carried them into their own camp, into slavery and into captivity. And I've never seen a season like this when hell has tried to steal from the church, steal revival, steal influence. Come on, somebody steal joy steal peace steal families but here's the truth y'all we can't sign a non-aggression pact with the enemy some of y'all get so tired of me talking about sin and calling for righteousness pastor why don't you just dumb it down a little bit don't you know that more people will come i'm not signing a non-aggression pact with the enemy sin is still sin wrong is still wrong right is still right holiness is still holiness too many pastors have been drawing a line and say devil if you cross that line you're in trouble and then they back up and crawl another line and say devil if you cross that line you're in trouble and they keep compromising and drawing another line and saying devil if you cross that line that's when you go too far but let me tell you something I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and I'm crossing it come on somebody then I'm telling the devil, You won't have my family. You won't have my church. You won't hold back revival. If you made up in your mind you're not leaving anything unguarded, clap your hands, all you people. <clears throat> Trouble did not manifest until there was no guard at the gate. The next thing I want to show you from this precious is the Bible said they wept until they had no more power to weep. Now, super spiritual people won't admit this, but there are times, no matter how saved you are, come on now, no matter, how, no matter how anointed you are, you will have seasons where tears fall down your face and your heart is broken. The Bible said, Then David and the people that were with them lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. David is the mightiest man of his generation. You agree with that? David was a mighty man of God. He was a warrior. But let me tell you something, baby. Even warriors weep. I said, even warriors weep. I said, even warriors weep. In some seasons, your tears have a language all their own. In some seasons, you don't even know what to say, but the tears that cascade down your face, man, I'm telling you, you're letting the enemy know, you're letting the world know, I'm concerned about this. It matters to me. Your tears are a language. Let me tell you something. David said in Psalms 42, three, my tears have been my food day and night while people say to me, Where all day long, where is your God? Sometimes we go to work, we come to church, we put on a good face, but nobody knows what we are struggling with. Nobody knows that the attack has been intense, but I came to let somebody know that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Ah. The Bible says that David was greatly distressed. Have you ever been there where, where it's not just a little bit of pressure? Come on, somebody. It's a lot of pressure. I'm reminded of a, a family years ago. Their names were the Tennysons, and they pastored a great church in Kentucky, and some of y'all are old enough to remember it. And there were, they, they had sent their kids basically to a park like Six Flags, and the bus got in a crash, a uh, uh, truck hit the bus and many of those kids died and it was such an impossible situation the Tennyson's had one child one son these great pastors and they were unable to hear was before cell phones and before you could really communicate and they didn't know they knew that many of those kids had been killed but they didn't know who it was and who was alive and, and and i remember pastor tennyson and his sweet wife they were talking they broke down and began to weep because they had one son and you know what Martha looked at her husband and she said you know what honey she said everything we have is on that bus they had a church a huge church they had a great ministry they had a beautiful house but she said you know what none of this matters because everything we have is on that bus let me tell you something the most important thing is not what you live in what you wear what you drive or what you possess you need to let the devil know that I have a family and I am going to fight for my family and I'm going to weep for my family and I'm gonna see restoration in my family there are times then when you weep and you weep so much until you run out of tears your heart is still broken but you just don't even have any more tears Am I the only one, or has anybody else ever been there, where you wept until the power of the was gone? And the Bible says that, great, that David was greatly distressed. Now, don't miss this. For the people spake of stoning him. Now, have you ever seen your life in ashes? I have. Have you ever seen moments where you said, man, where do I go from here? And then to add insult to injury, David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. Ain't that just like church folk? Amen, Pastor to add insult to injury. The very people that David had been there for. The very people that David had loved. The very people that David had given an identity and a place for. The very people that David had blessed were the people that rose up against him. See, it's easy if somebody, an enemy rises up against you. But when people you love turn on you, the very people who should have your back will stab you in the back. Can I get a witness? We are living in a day when the enemy has sowed such division among the body of Christ that we have forgotten that we are not each other's rival, that we are on the same team. I, I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not warring with other preachers. Come on now. If you want that kind of pastor, you got the wrong man. Come on, somebody. My fight is against the devil. Those closest to David went on the attack. Have you ever had times in your life when the people closest to you cut you the deepest? There's a lesson for the body of Christ here. And it's this, stay unified. I would say to this church, stay unified. We gotta protect this unity. We can't allow political ideals. We can't allow personal agendas. We can't, let me tell you something. The kingdom is greater than the culture. No, I want you to tell everybody in your neighborhood, just tell them, say the kingdom is greater than the culture. If you believe that, one, two, three, give God a mighty praise right now. The enemy wants churches divided. He wants families divided. He wants children divided from their parents and husbands divided from their wives and we should never turn on one another. We've got to stay together. The Bible said in Matthew 12, 25, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Don't forget that I need you and you need me. That God has designed us To need one another and the enemy right now has played such a game in America where the church is so divided and one side says I'm all about righteousness and another side says I'm all about justice but the Bible says in the book of Psalms that righteousness and justice are the foundation of the kingdom of heaven and I've come to let people know that there is a new generation that is rising up that is saying devil you will not deny us the opportunity to come together and do all that God has called us to do. Now look at verse six. The Bible says he was in distress for the people spake of stoning him. Distress, if you transliterate that word, if you define it, it means in a narrow place. Come on now. The word distress means in a narrow place, a cramped situation. Come on, write that down. Help me in the back, bring that up. Distress means a narrow place, a cramped situation. Have you ever had times where you spent seasons where you felt like you were in a narrow place? Where, oh, come on. Who would admit that in the last year and a half, you've dealt with some pressure. You've dealt with being distressed. I I want the real people. If you've dealt with some distress in the last year and a half, let me hear from you. Have you done? I I, I feel like I have, baby. I've been on, I've, I've had like a stress buffet. Can I get a witness? And It's like I had all I could eat. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Stress here and stress there. Stress everywhere you come. You feel like you're in a narrow place. You feel like you're in a cramped situation. Somebody is listening to me preach right now. And you feel like you're in a narrow place. You feel like you're in a cramped situation. And David was right there. But read what David said in Psalms 118. He said, I called upon the Lord in distress, in my narrow place, in my cramped place and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place I don't know who I'm talking to but God is about to deliver somebody from that narrow place and set you in a large place I want the people who are tired of the stress tired of the anxiety and ready to step into a large place one two three give God a praise Sometimes, church, we we get in this place where we are struggling, where we are we are dealing with issues. And here's what the Bible said in the number three, it said that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Mm -hmm. See, see, you sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you can't find nobody to encourage you. Everybody around you is discouraging you. The people that ought to be for you are against you and they let you down. But sometimes you gotta lay hands on yourself. Come on, sometimes you got to catch yourself. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Sometimes you got to cover your own legs up. Can I get a witness? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say you're getting skinny and you're looking good and you're getting healthy and the Lord is on your side and no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper and you're the head and not the tail and you're above and not beneath and the Lord has your days numbered and he knows where you are and he knows what you need. Somebody, somebody, Give the Lord a radical praise. Uh. <laughs> Tell everybody on in your zip code, look at him and say, if you want to encourage me holler at him say if you want to encourage me holler at him say if you want to encourage me tell him I'll encourage myself I dare somebody who's going to encourage yourself one, two, three how do you encourage yourself? you remember what you've already come through y'all don't make me come down there You remember that when all hell was breaking loose, God came through. You remember when you didn't have the money, God came through. You remember when you didn't have the healing, God came through. You remember when you didn't have the joy, God came through. I dare somebody right now who still believes the God of that is the God of this, go ahead and give him praise. Victory comes when you learn to rehearse the past goodness of the Lord. Victory also comes when you are mindful, not only of what he's done, but what he's doing right now. How many of you are more blessed than you ought to be? I'm gonna ask you again, I said, is there anybody more blessed than you ought to be? Let me hear from the people who are more blessed than you ever should have been. You shoulda, have, woulda, have, coulda, have, should you shouldn't be standing on the stage. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be you shouldn't be walking in the favor you're walking in. So you remind yourself this is what he's done. This is what he's doing. And you know how she encouraged encourage yourself? You're saying, this is what's to come. That God is not through in my family. So I double dog dare you right now to give God a radical praise for the goodness that's going to come into your life in the next season. So David encouraged himself in his bank account. So David encouraged himself in his possessions. So David encouraged himself in his, in his victorious mindset. No, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Hallelujah. So I want you today to be like David and encourage yourself. See, in spite of all that David had lost, he still had God. And since he still had God, he still had hope. I want to tell you today, as big as it is, it's not bigger than Jesus. As strong as it is, it's not stronger than Jesus. As powerful as it is, it doesn't compare with El Shaddai el shaddai is more than enough if you're going to encourage yourself this week give god a praise right now i'm just going to number four david prayed he inquired of the lord here's what i want you to write down if you're taking notes he was at his wit's end but he wasn't at his faith's end have you ever been right there where you have tried your best to figure this thing out and you said I don't even know I don't know how she's going to make it I don't know how these children are going to turn around they're on my last nerve that's man, y'all ain't saying nothing this man is on my last I don't even know and you are at your wits end but where you fail in your own intellect to be able to figure it out you say God I don't understand it and I can't fix it but I'm putting my faith in you and I believe that when it's all said and done your plan will manifest in my life and in my family now watch this and David inquired of the Lord he said shall I pursue after this troop shall I overtake them and here's what the Lord said pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them not just maybe not just probably not just perhaps but surely overtake them and without fail Recover all now now see the process David inquired of the Lord He sent for the ephod. He said it's time to pray. He said since I don't have the answer I'm depending on a supernatural strategy Oh, I feel this in my spirit. Somebody raise your hands. I release supernatural strategy over your life for the next season i release the voice of the lord to give you a supernatural strategy on what you should do next if you receive that give god a praise right now we must have heaven's agenda for our lives and a strategy for recovery has to begin with prayer so here's what the Bible says. David prayed. He got the ephod, and he sought the face of God. And when you pray, it still matters. The Bible said in Isaiah 38:5, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Don't get it bent. I'm still going to pray. Even when things don't go the way I wanted to go, I'm still going to pray. Even when times are hard, I'm still going to pray. Even when I see myself in a fight, I'm still going to pray. The devil is frustrated right now with some of y'all because you have made up in your mind that even though the victory has not manifested, I'm not giving up on God, I'm still going to pray. Is there anybody here that's still praying, still calling on God? watch this tell somebody around you say I'm a product of prayer yeah if you don't believe prayer works you ought to look at me if you don't believe prayer works you ought to look at my family if you don't believe prayer works you ought to see the pit that I crawled up out of and let me tell you I've prayed for myself and I prayed for my family but I'm telling you there was a season when I said I'll do anything but preach I'm gonna be wealthy I'm gonna be a businessman huh Y'all, I gotta hurry, but I remember there was this lady in our church named Sister Russell, an African-American, mother of the church in our our hood church in Jacksonville. She could pray and she could cook greens. That is a deadly combination and i remember going up for prayer one day and it was like i was going up just to see my dad because i wasn't even serving god but the women met in a little prayer room and it was like she had an antenna mother russell and whenever i stepped on the property she knew that i was there and so she i stepped on the property she said come in here jim come in here I'm wants to pray for you. Come in here. I'm like, oh my Lord, Mother Russell. I wasn't even, I didn't even have my eyes on Jesus at that point. And I had this little gold chain that I wore around my neck with a bar on it because I was telling myself, I'm going to be a businessman. I'm make lots of money. I ain't studying. I don't want to be a preacher. And they had a so called prophetess, prophet lion in there. Come on, somebody. She wasn't even part of our church. And 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 I walked in and she said, Raise your hand. She said, I see money all around you. I said, prophesy, woman. She said, You're gonna make money. I said, Yes, Lord. You're gonna be a businessman and you're gonna travel the world with your business. I said, Prophesy, woman. You're gonna, you're gonna be a businessman and you're gonna travel the world. And Sister Russell said, he gonna preach the gospel. You're gonna make millions of dollars. He gonna preach the gospel. <sighs> you're gonna be a businessman with businesses on every continent he gonna preach the gospel see sometimes you gotta shut the mouth of the enemy and 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 she said he gonna preach the gospel i said mother russell would you hush and let the woman pray but let me tell you here i am today and i am a product of mother russell's prayer that if god says he'll do it he will do it give god a shout Tell somebody around you, I'm a product of prayer. I want anybody who's a product of prayer to give God a praise in here right now. Now, the Bible said that God answered him. And here's what God says, pursue for you will surely overtake them and without fail. Without fail, recover all. Anybody ready to recover all? Pursue in the Hebrew, it means to chase after. It means to run after, it means to dog. Anybody tired of the devil dogging you? Who's ready to dog the devil? hell's been dogging you long enough in the last couple of years it's time for you to pursue that means you got to get off the sidelines that means you got to make up in your mind that you're going to be aggressive be be aggressive come on some of y'all know about that that was the cheer of the 80s be aggressive be be aggressive be ag- Be aggressive. Come on, somebody. Who's ready to be aggressive? No, who's ready to be aggressive? Be, be aggressive. I dare you to say that with me. Say, be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Go on. Be aggressive. Be, be. I want all the aggressive people who know the kingdom suffers violence and the violence takes it by force. Hell won't give you nothing but drama. Hell won't give you nothing but heartache. But sometimes you gotta start taking back my joy. I'm it says you will surely overtake them. Pursue, you will surely overtake them. That that literally means, real simply, that that you are going to have more than enough Somebody say overtake. Reverse the word overtaking. What is it? Is there anybody ready to take over? I want to I tell Mainland High School the church is taking over. I want to tell BCU the church is taking over. I want to tell every Riddle the church is taking over. I want to tell America that the church is not going to be quiet, silent, beat down, afraid, but there is a generation that is rising up that has a takeover mentality that will give hope to the hopeless, take joy to those in despair and victory to those who've been defeated. Pursue, surely overtake them and without fail, and without fail, recover all. Is there anybody ready to recover everything that the devil stole from you? Tell your neighbor, get your joy back. Tell your neighbor, get your peace back. Tell your neighbor, get your money back. Tell your neighbor, get your family back. Tell your neighbor, get your purpose back. Tell us get your destiny back. I don't want some of it back. I don't want part of it back. I, I want it all back. Then David attacked them from the twilight until the evening, and the next day and not a man of them escaped except for 400 young men who rode on the camels and fled and the Bible said and nothing of theirs was lacking. Nothing, what is nothing is two words, no thing. Come on somebody, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which had been taken from them david recovered all anybody ready to recover all i want the people who's ready to recover all to open up your mouth and give god a praise i said i want the people who are ready to recover all i don't know who i'm talking to i want the daddy who's ready to recover all to open up your mouth sir. And give God a praise. I want the mother who's ready to recover all. I want you to open your mouth and give God a praise. I want the young person who's ready to recover your purpose. Open up your mouth and give God praise. I want the sister who's ready to come recover your brother or your brother, or your sister. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. It's a season of radical recovery. I said it's a season of radical recovery. I said it's a season of radical recovery. Then David, then David took all the flocks. you have a seat for one more minute. And the herds they had driven before those other livestock and he said, this is David's spoil. David said, I didn't just get back what I lost. I got back more than what I lost. Somebody's gonna come out of this with more joy, more victory, more peace, more power. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say, I want it all back. Are you ready? Say, I want it all back. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I want it all back. And say at this song At this song and this song I want the Lord to move in my life so greatly That the enemy regrets that he ever touched me I'm telling you that God is about to shift things so dramatically and drastically in your life that the enemy is going to scratch his head. People are going to say, how did it happen? The Lord was on your side and he sent you in a large place. I'm trying to land this plane, but you don't want to leave yet because this is the most important part. Don't miss this online. Don't miss this in our campuses. Be seated for just a minute. Now, there's a great story that I love. One of my, as I've gotten older, you know, as I was younger, my heroes were football players and baseball players. But as I've gotten more locked into ministry through the years, my heroes are preachers. My heroes are preachers people who who preach the gospel and see real transformation. I think one of the greatest generals of my lifetime was a man named Lester Summerall. Now, many of you don't know him, but he was a mighty man of God. God used him all over the world. In fact, he dated My aunt, who would be over 100 years old right now, she was the oldest one of my grandmother and grandfather's children. He dated her, but he didn't marry her. He missed God. He could have been in the Rayleigh family. Come on, somebody. But Lester Summerall was preaching a meeting in Africa. He said we were seeing miracles and wonders and salvations. It was just invading every moment of our services. He said, I came back and the warfare, the spiritual warfare was so intense. He said, when I got back to the little room that I was staying in, he said, I was absolutely exhausted. He said, I laid in the bed. He said, I almost trembled and I've been right there because my physical body was so worn down. And he said, I felt like I had left it all body, soul, mind and spirit at that crusade site. He said, I'm laying there tired and vulnerable. And he said, all of a sudden the curtains begin to blow. And he said, the wind came in there. He said, like a wind, but it wasn't a good wind. He said, I felt an icy chill in the air and he said as I was laying there my bed started bouncing it was up against the wall and he said it started shaking and bouncing and it bounced And he said I'm just laying there and he said he knew it was the devil trying to torment him he said my bed shook until it shook on toward the middle of the room and he said I'm just laying there just, he said I was so overcome with distress and despair and he said suddenly the Lord said uh, uh, Lester what's going on Lester said, I laid in my bed and I said, the Lord, Lord, I need you to know that the devil's shaking the bed. And he's got out here in the middle of the room and he won't let me sleep. And the Lord said, Lester, Lester said, yes, Lord. He said, tell him to stop. And Lester Summerall said, devil, the Lord said, stop. The bed stopped. The wind blew. The curtains rustled. And that spirit went out of there. And, and, and Pastor Summerall said, now I'm gonna to go to sleep. And the Lord said, Lester? He said, yes, Lord. He said, tell him to put it back. Put the bed back where he got it from. He said, suddenly the wind started blowing, that spirit came back in that room, that bed bounced right back to where it was, and that spirit left, I'm telling you this, I don't want just the devil to have to stop, I want him to have to put back everything that he stole, I want radical recovery, if you want radical recovery, stand on your feet right now. The devil thinks you're going to cower down. The devil thinks you're going to give up, but hell is sadly mistaken. There is a generation rising up that says, give me back my joy. Give me back my home. Give me back my peace, my victory, my children, my family, my nation. Enough is enough. And it won't be enough until you get that enough in your spirit. Where you say, enough is enough. Has anybody had enough? Now, I wanted to go ahead and preach today. And I want you to be honoring of the word. And I don't want you to leave. Who will stay until you're dismissed? Come on. I I think it's just an honoring thing the greatest prayer warrior that I have ever known. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.